We're back. I'm back. Hello. I'm alive. Well, I mean, we were we were already going. So. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, good good morning. It's been um. It's been quite some time since I've seen you. It is four thirty a.m. here. Uh, Elon's sister and I's brother had some scheduling conflicts, and uh, I don't know if you know this, but Elon's sister actually had to give a seminar in uh, Mumbai, and so she was over there, and she just came back on a flight, and we were like, when are we going to record that in episode nine? And she was like, I don't know. I mean, I'm technically, I'll technically be awake from 3 a.m. until 7 a.m., and I will be available, so, because of jet lag, we wanted to just do it then, and I was like, fuck it, let's go. You're going to say this, and someone who knows us is going to listen to it and believe you for a hot second? (laughs) And yeah, and then and then they'll ask us about it, and I'll go. Do you know what a character is, you dumb schmuck? <laughs> now our listeners know all know this story isn't true. Uh, no, I'm kidding. It is uh, four nineteen p.m. on a random Tuesday, uh, and we are both in our apartments, and it is. Fucking hot outside. It is hot today. Holy shit. What is it over there? 81? Yeah, it's like 86 over here and humid as ball sack in winter. So it is um it is it is so gross actually that I'm recording in a different spot than normal. Just to keep cool. We don't have a name. We didn't get anything good yet. No. <laughs> um uh, uh, um, <laughs> did you did you find any new good bad? Oh fan yeah, fiction? oh yeah, I did. Oh, oh yeah, oh, yeah I did. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, I did. You seem extremely excited about this, but also, how scared should I be? Ah, uh, it's um. <laughs> it's gonna feel like getting hit, hit hit by a rain truck on a Wednesday. You're gonna look at it and go, "Ah, oh, what the fuck." <laughs> Who, you're going to look at it and go, who thought of this and why? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) No, 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 no. Why would they think of this? Is it a fandom we all know? It's one you're not unfamiliar with. (laughs) Oh, boy, oh, boy. (laughs) You're not a part of it by any means, but you, like, you know of it. That's that's okay. I don't think I should be a part of it. (laughs) Um of many of these uh, fandoms. Um, yeah, do we, we still don't have a name. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know what you want from me. I, <laughs> I'm giving it all she's got, sir. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, shit. We, need, we, don't have, we haven't said anything funny yet. That's the problem. Um... Episode 9, Content for the Creators. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> if, if, okay, okay, okay. All right. Episode 9, If You Know, You Know. I think Episode 9 should just be, like, parenthetical. Silence for a whole three minutes. Close parenthetical. <laughs> oh, wait. Episode 9, Open Parenthetical. Silence for a whole three minutes. Close parenthetical. And then, if you know, if you, you know. If you know, you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Let me write that out just so I don't forget it. Episode nine. Open parentheses. Three whole minutes of silence. If you know, you know. And you see, the joke is that if you're a content creator, it's okay. really hard to create content. <laughs> to come up so with frequently, ideas. you're just going to be sitting there silently for at least three minutes staring at the other person going... Going like, uh... <laughs> 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 All right, that's good. <laughs> I'm going to hit the intro. Oh, no, we need to go to the script. <laughs> Let's make <laughs> sure we're we all fuck ready. Up. <laughs> also, happy 420. Yeah. <laughs> it's 420 p.m., you dunce caps. I, I see that. 
Okay, well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast is rated NSFW. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to a podcast called Titles with Elon's sister and Ari's brother. Fuck! <laughs> Shit. <laughs> god damn it (laughs) episode 9 should just be called seamless (laughs) that also works (laughs) we're off to a good start episode 9 seamless content for the creators okay um this podcast is rated nsfw listener discretion is advised welcome to a podcast called title with elon's sister and Ari's brother. Give us titles. And we'll give you stories. Welcome back to a podcast called Title. This is episode nine, uh, creamy content for the creators. Um, oh, why is this still going? Creamy content for the creators. Uh, <laughs> seamless. Cre- creepy, creamy, seamless, creepy, common for the co- commentators. Um, this is a podcast called Title, a podcast where two siblings, Elon's sister and Ari's brother, attempt very, very badly to improvise stories out of titles that are in a well of titles. <laughs> good. Was... Nailed it. <laughs> so no, good. keep it. Leave it. We love it. You love to see it. Um... <laughs> the producers just called. They, they love, love it. it. Keep, keep it. it. Uh... Yeah, so uh, what he said, and uh, we'll pick titles, and then roll... uh... Uh, This is episode nine, a podcast storytelling device where the mediums, uh, Elon and Ari, summon ghosts to tell stories. (laughs) And the ghosts are us, because we died while trying to record The ghosts are Elon's sister and Ari's brother. (laughs) We died while reading bad fan fiction. <laughs> what if that's how we think? Welcome to a podcast called Title Well, Two Siblings Who Died While Reading Fan Fiction. <laughs> Try and tell you stories from beyond the grave. That's our Halloween opening. <laughs> that's our Halloween opening. Don't forget it. Someone Episode nine. The script. Episode nine. Happy Halloween and happy pride. <laughs> Summerween, the gayest of all holidays. <laughs> okay, happy Summerween. That's happy what we're going to say. Happy Summerween. Episode 9, happy Summerween. Happy Summerween. Summerween is definitely in July, but we can pretend. <laughs> we can absolutely pretend, yeah. Um Yes. So, uh titles? <laughs> is that how <laughs> Are you kidding? Are we trying to make sense of this colossal train wreck? Let's just go for it. <laughs> Remember that time that we were like, oh, we're going to make episode nine way better than episode eight. <laughs> no. You know what? If our stories are passable this time around, I'm okay with it. <laughs> All right. So uh, I guess titles. 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 Um, title one. Uh, I'm going to steer clear from that section. (laughs) Um. (laughs) All right. We're on our 10th episode and he hasn't made it. He hasn't reared his alligator head. He definitely has. We've definitely done some Freddy episode. Not... Yeah, it's, there was three. We did one Freddy in the last episode. No, didn't we do one in the live recording as well? We didn't do a Freddy. I thought we did a Freddy in the live we recording. Cho- we had Freddy in the list. We didn't end up doing him. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Uh, title two. The upside to being down. Okay. 
Title Three: A Time Once Upon. We've definitely done that one. We have. I'm pretty sure. Nope, maybe not. I thought we did. Well, I don't think so. We've done so many Lost episodes at this point. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't actually matter how many we've actually done because we've lost so many at this point that they might as well never have happened. Title four. Down the stump nugget. <laughs> I hope we get that. <laughs> okay. Uh, title one, Freddy the Alligator. Title 2, The Upside to Being Down. Title 3, A Time Once Upon. And Title 4, Down the Stump Nugget. And we roll a... Um, We rolled a 3, A Time Once Upon. A Time Once Upon. And the word, the challenge word... Uh, Yes, so important... So, so important. So, uh, here at a podcast, here at a podcast called Title, we do uh, challenges. And the challenges is an SAT word from 2004 that I pull out on these little ugly flashcards. And uh, we have to incorporate that into the story. And if we don't use it or if we don't use it correctly, we get sent to the penalty box, which we'll explain if it happens because we're really hoping it doesn't. So, the word is something I just did a lot of. Exposition. Okay. Exposition. Can we use it? I, can we? Okay, continue. Uh, noun. An exhibition. Noun. A detailed explanation. Noun. The first section in a musical movement. Sentence. The first half of the movie was bogged down with a lengthy with a lengthy exposition. Expi- <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> the first good. half of the <laughs> the first in the country wow. of the wow. Australia. <laughs> wow. The first half of the movie was bogged down with a lengthy exposition of how its central conflict arose and why the characters cared so much about it. Exposition. All right. Okay. And now for the story. A Time Once Upon by Elon's sister and Ari's brother. Chimes, Freddy. There was a time that we heed a certain call, and the world must come together as there comes a time. Okay, anyway, sorry. <laughs> I was wanna if I could kick you through the screen, I would. <laughs> Oh man, you feed another plate of my food to those dogs. I'll kick you till you're, you're dead. You're dead. Um, okay. A time once upon. By Elon's sister. And Ari's brother. Chimes. <laughs> I once traveled through time. Bold start. (laughs) (laughs) I went to a time that when once upon was far more than I ever could have imagined. You see, I traveled back to the Renaissance. And it was... A great turning point in humanity with arts and humanism taking centerfold as society was slowly beginning to evolve. 
And yet, I discovered that so many things that we thought we knew about Renaissance life was just not accurate to how it actually was in this time once upon. We told many stories of what Renaissance would look like and the medieval world and the Ren fairs, and yet none of it was accurate to what I actually saw. The people did not dress the way we thought they did. They did not speak in the floral language that we thought they would. And they certainly did not look healthy in the slightest. Which I think we all knew. But it was a bit of a shock to my unprepared brain. A culture shock, one might say. For there was something I was so very prepared for that just didn't turn out to be true. And it made me wonder, are all time once ponds this way where we have just this very inaccurate data of what it was like and how it was? And it made me think, perhaps the purpose of time travel is not to intervene or to change the course of history, but simply to correct our misunderstandings of what history was. In various prose and exposition, the Renaissance is talked about as being this idealized, heightened time of, 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 of lords and ladies and, and, and art and music. But what was most striking to me, beyond anything else, was the absolutely wretched smell. It was, it was, it was pungent everywhere. Everywhere you went, the smell was horrendous. It was a combination of 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 horse and and and. F- Filthy water, sewage everywhere, and and body odor, and rancid clothes, animal filth, rotting animal flesh in the streets. It was absolutely nightmaric. The very first thing I did when I got there is found a clothespin, the old wooden kind, and stuck it on my nose. It was the only way I could really tolerate what was going on. Um, the The other thing that struck me was I felt sick almost immediately. And yes, none of the clothing was, it wasn't all these billowing dresses and corsets on every woman and, and, and men wearing frills and, and, and coattails. None of that was what I saw. I saw most people wearing tatters, cloths wrapped around their body haphazardly, wool, uh, mittens were the most popular thing. It was like they had just been invented or something. They were the new item. Everyone wore mittens. Everyone. Everyone wore mittens. Mittens were a fashion statement. But it was it was miraculous to be back there and see what I saw. But it was also horrifying to see how they lived. I, I know I couldn't live like that. It truly spoke to the resourcefulness and resilience of humanity to have actually made it through. It's amazing we didn't just die out right then and there. So much of the world had, in the future times, has taken a blow with the machinery and global warming and the impacts of human life on the environment and climate. And we always think, oh, back then it was so much better and cleaner, the air so much fresher, but oh, what a lie that is. Because all that exists back then is just open piss and shit in the streets and animals and sweat and no hygiene whatsoever. It The air might be cleaner from pollutants and such, but on the ground level, you're still just getting malignants everywhere. It's terrible. And I discovered as well the fact that people were far more direct back then 
in their language and speech than we tend to imagine. We have all of these images of whilsts and wits and for thous and these and, and this flowery language and embellishments that go on, this, on the way people talk. And not even nobles spoke like that. In fact, everyone was fairly to the point and direct. The language was a bit more uh, concise and uh, one might say even uh, blunt and crude at some points. Women, not noble women, but women on the street were a lot more uh, churlish than one might paint them. The, the idea of a maidenhood was maybe something lost on these women as they had lives to live and, and survival to think of. They were as involved in tavern upkeep and bakery and and farming and milling and hoeing as men were and as such it hardened them and they would also make very body jokes and 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 declare in loud voices of of, of the 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 attractiveness of another man or woman Now, that's not to say that they spoke exactly like we do. There was definitely common slang. Uh, my favorite was Chirping Mary, which simply meant you're, you're, you're good and drunk. You, there isn't really a great word for it, actually, in modern times, but you know that state where you have just had one more glass of wine than you initially said you were going to have, but you're not yet past that fourth glass of wine that you know was a bad idea that's chirping mary you're just in that like sweet spot of good tipsy um it sucks that we don't have a good word for it nowadays good tipsy or just you know like cusping tipsy or whatever might be the word but but back then chirping mary was was what they would say and uh, as as i spent t time back in time one of the best places to go to get through the smell especially was uh, taverns because you would drink and drink and drink and um they loved drinking i mean i will i will say for for a group of people who we regard as some of the the highest class most civilized people that brought forth the 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 high society image of 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 nobility in england uh, this is a group of people who are absolutely shithoused all the time, every single day. They put our ability to drink in the modern times to complete shame. If you took if you took an entire engineering class from MIT and put them in a drinking contest against five tavern goers from the, the mid 1700s, they would there would be no question. There would be no question. Who would come out on top? <clears throat> and upon discovering how different their world was from not only ours, but what we knew of their world in history books, I decided that it was my job to correct our misunderstanding of history. So, as best I could disguise myself, I went to a tavern and just observed and recorded all of my observations. And I would sneak from place to place and city to city as best as possible, recording all that I saw. And when possible, I would even try and sneak my way into higher bread places and locales, posing as a servant or a kitchen hand and recording there what life was like with the full plans of taking my knowledge back to the future and writing that, the true history. Okay. Taking my knowledge back to the time I came from and creating an accurate history book of what the Renaissance was truly like.
and I will call it a time once upon. The end. The end. That yeah. has to be the end. Yeah, yeah that's the end. That. I ended it. Y- yeah. <laughs> okay. It wasn't really like a conflict or anything, but okay. By Elon's sister and I was about No, it was a catalog. That was a catalog. It was a catalog. That was was effectively That was a a forward. Yeah. Yeah, that was the forward to A Time Once Upon. A Time Once Upon. The the book. The history Um, book. The history book. Um, So we got our word in there. Good job, us. Yep. We also got a bunch of other good words in there. So yeah. Good job, us. Good job, us. I was really good pulling them out there. <laughs> we even got a we even got a, a couple Renaissance slang in there. Yeah. Good job, us. Good job, us. That is was a much solid of, story. Yeah. Okay. Well, like, is it no, much of a story? It wasn't Not a story. Particularly, it was, but like, it, it it passes, and it was solid enough. <laughs> it was tough when you said time traveler right off the bat. I was I was not gonna lie. I was mad at you. Because you're like, I went back in time, and I'm like, no, we have to do another time thing? It's going to be so fucking hard. But I like what you were doing there, where it's like, we didn't, this wasn't the kind of thing where we had to, like, explain anything. It was just like, yes, I happened to go back in time and to chill in the Renaissance for a hot week or two yeah, to figure was, out how they live. Like, this was taking the uh, the time machine approach of not explaining yes, how the time machine anything. works. Just, just explaining what you, what what you find when you yeah. get there. Right, exactly. I lo- and I loved it. I think, I think the... Setting it in the Renaissance was a little tough just because we don't we're not like historians. <laughs> we're not particularly people. fucking knowledgeable about what was going on, but like but like I think we still did it. You know yeah, what I mean? Like it was we successfully possible. Yeah. we successfully made a thing out of that. Yeah. That was not bad. That was not bad. Um I do want to know who that person is though, because in the same forward they used words like. <laughs> they were condemning flowery language while using flowery language. Right, but then also said words like shit and piss in the middle of the fucking thing. So I was like, "Who is this? <laughs> I want to. I want to get to know this weirdo." Because they they're not being consistent. Like they're flowery, and then they sprinkle in some like absolute profanity. <laughs> um, okay, that was solid. Let's roll again. Uh, oh, boy, oh, boy, Ari. What did we get? Four. Four was... Down the stump nugget. Down the stump nugget. Ooh, you wanted it, you got it. <laughs> I'm so excited. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> Down the stump nugget by nope. Elon. You got to pick a challenge word first. Oh, good catch. <laughs> not fucking that up again. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Good, good, very, very good catch. Also, oh can I tell you one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite uh, uh, Renaissance um, slangs that I'm seeing on this list here? Hmm. Farting crackers. Do you know what that is? No. Farting crackers are t- trousers. <laughs> so you you'd hear someone be like. Oh, I love your sport coat. It goes very well with your farting crackers. I like, um, this is a euphemism for a whore is a nun of Venus. Yes, 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 uh, yes. Nun of Venus is very good. Uh, um, also, this one's like super posh, but, um, English manufacture. Do you know what that is? No. Ale or cider. I'd like a spot of English, English manufacture. manufacture. Uh, <laughs> also, also, this one hits me, and it's going to hit you, too. Ready? Hmm. A fiddler's pay. Do you know what this is? This feels like a Jew joke. No, no, no. It's way worse than a Jew joke. It's, it's starving artist. Oh, of course it is. Okay, a fiddler's pay. Being thanked and bought a drink, but not being paid for your work. How dare they? <laughs> so like, so like, if Rude. you and I, if you and I did this podcast and then and got someone thanked, bought, and someone us, a bought us a drink, uh, bought us a coffee, that's a fiddler's pay. <laughs> so we're not even making a fiddler's pay. Right? We're not even making. Oh damn it, Ari! Why did you <laughs> say? That? 
<laughs> That's so fucking depressing. Um. All right. <clears throat> Are we ready? All right. <laughs> I was looking at more. Sorry, I got distracted. All right. Oh, oh, oh wait. This is a this is a good word actually. Thorough cough. Do you know what a thorough cough is? If I were to try and guess it, I know I'm gonna be wrong. It's like heaving a lung and like getting out, you know, like a really wet cough where you get out a bunch of the like mucus. It's like uh, it's a productive cough. Okay, a thorough cough is coughing and farting at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thorough cough. All right. Down the stump nugget. Oh, sorry. The challenge word. Yes. Vex. Oh, vex. How vexing. A verb. To annoy or cause concern. Another verb. To baffle. Also a verb. To talk about at length. The babysitter had made up her mind that the children would not vex her, no matter how much they misbehaved. Vex. Hmm. Okay. Um, we can use that in multiple permutations. I don't think it has to be vex. We can use vexing. Vexed. Vexing. Yeah. yeah. Down the stump nugget by Elon's sister and Ari's brother. Oh, is it me? Oh, shit. I started Uh, last time. (laughs) There, upon the hill, sat the large, overgrown, swollen oak tree. It had been there for seemingly time immemorial, since long before the town's establishment and long after the town was sold to a greater municipality where it became a city. The tree on the hill was the butt of many ghost stories. It was the place of many first kisses, the place of a lot of teenage shagging, many dates, and even a concert or two were held around the the tree on the hill. But come 2020... During the tail end, or 2021, during the tail end of the pandemic, the town municipality decided, let's finally cut down this tree. And they sent several workers to, over the course of three days, safely cut the tree. On the third day, the tree fell. And it was eventually shipped out to a lumber company, and it made a few different things, the most prominent of which was a very nice table, which sits in Mrs. Smurfenherder's house still today. But the most peculiar part about the tree was, while it was a completely thick, whole tree, not hollow, not rotted, when it was cut down, the remaining stump was nothing but a giant gaping hole into the ground. This, of course, spawned several more ghost stories and town myth and lore of what was down the stump hole. It became a popular dare to... The children, if if there was a some sort of a punishment for losing a game or a bet, the punishment now was to go down the stump hole. The problem with this was that it actually did feed into town lore rather well, because when children went down the stump hole, they very rarely seemed to come back. And when they did come back, there was something rather wrong with that child who returned. The, 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 the odd child who managed to return. Something concerning. They didn't quite seem like themselves anymore. For they were all, all three, to my knowledge, who returned, were all obsessed with gold. No one's really sure why, but it wasn't until little Timothy Barnes went down the, the, the stump hole on the dare of his older brother, Charlie, and 
he, the, 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 the girl in his grade that he liked named Claire. Um, they were in a group of about six guys and, or six, sorry, six school kids, uh, all of whom were, were kind of egging each other to do the dare. And Charlie fell on the, uh, ooh, Timothy fell on the dare to, to have to go down the hole. And Charlie encouraged him. So Timothy took a flashlight and leaned down into the stump, asking them to hold on to him so he could see what was down there. And it's just, he, all he could see was endless darkness. And then, as a joke, they, they let go. And he fell, and he fell, and he fell. And finally, he hit the ground. And it was squishy and kind of damp and gross. Uh, but, it, but, it, but all it did is give him a bruise. He didn't, despite how far he fell, he wasn't injured. And when he stood up and looked up, it was, it looked like a cavernous giant room f f where, where, the, where the, the, the entrance he must have fallen through was very far away. So he did what any good fifth grader in 2022 would do. He took out his cell phone, his smartphone, and he hit record. And turned on the camera. So he started walking around and talking. And he, and he said, Okay, um, so I fell down the stump. And, and, and as he flashed his light over the, the, the cave. These bright glowing nuggets of gold. Just stuck in the wall. Twinkled in the, in the light. And he said, but, uh, it looks like there's all these gold nuggets down here. Yo, I'm gonna be rich. Dude, this rocks! You should all come down here, I'll post this on my feed. This is like... Is that right, the feed? I'll post it... Story? Yes. I'll post this on my story, you should all come down here and check it out. He went to take a closer look at the gold. And try and see how loose it was if he needed to have some sort of, like, pickaxe of some type. He'd learned about the gold rush and know that, knew that was a thing that they had to do. Pickaxe the rock and, you know, dislodge it. And it seemed like that would be the case. He certainly wouldn't be able to get any of it done now. But as he was looking around, another question occurred to him as to what happened to the other kids that didn't come back. Several had gone down and just never returned. And now he could see why at least the three who had may have been obsessed with gold, as here he was staring at tons of gold pieces. But what had happened to the rest of them? A feeling of unease crept over Timmy, Timothy, and he quickly turned around and pressed his back against the wall, trying to just see if he could spot anything down there with him. He didn't see any of the kids. He assumed they'd been missing for so long there was no way they could still be alive. He headed towards the far end of the wall away from where he had fallen in in case he, he thought he saw a bit of a shadow it may have been an opening into some sort of tunnel where maybe the rest of the children had gone and now that he was down here and he had seen the gold and knew that was down there he wanted to see if he could find the missing kids he'd be hailed as a hero if he could and He'd known some of them, not many, not closely, but there were people he was aware of, and it had been weird and uncomfortable when they had gone missing. It had been wrong. So, he proceeded to the far side of the cavern and began looking for some sort of tunnel or opening. And he heard, when, when he got to a small opening, that's when he kind of heard faintly but echoing down the down the tunnel the sound sounds i mean he heard sound it almost sounded busy although it didn't really make sense to him what he was hearing but it sounded busy he thought 
well, if if I'm hearing sounds from over there, maybe the kids are over there. So he 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 trotted down the the tunnel, all the while still recording, and he said, "Okay, so I heard I I, I reached this tunnel, and I heard some some sounds from the end of it. it. Sounds like I'm gonna go chase those down and see what what's over there. It might be something sick, or it might be really 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 bad. But I'll I'll keep quiet, and uh, you're all watching. So thanks for being here with me." And and he and he creep he crept down the tunnel until he got to this fork. W one one part kept going forward and the other part forked off toward the left, and that's where he was hearing the sounds from. He also thought that at the end of the left fork he could kind of faintly see the some kind of glowing, almost like a yellowish glow. So he started down. Uh, that tunnel and after about five minutes of walking maybe six he heard the sounds more clearly it sounded like mine carts being pushed around and and wheels scraping against metal and and pickaxes and and, and other other objects clinking against rock and he wasn't sure wasn't sure what was going on but it almost sounded like maybe this was op an operational gold vein or at least that's what he thought so he he crept in uh, further and peeked his head around and what he saw almost made him scream there were there were these small emaciated looking long floppy eared long nosed bald grayish creatures clopping all around um, some of them were in oversized clothes that definitely looked like they belonged to kids he didn't recognize any of the clothes specifically, but they looked like they belonged to, could have belonged to kids who had gone missing. I mean, they were like 2020 to 2022 standard casual wear. But these these creatures were traipsing about, pushing carts, grabbing gold out of the out of the out of the walls, mining it with with equipment, and it was it was it was insane. He 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 wanted to scream, but he knew that if he did, it would alert everything here to his presence so he threw his back back against the the wall and and just f pressed himself against it and then whispered to his phone you all saw that right immediately one of the long floppy-eared creatures turned to face his direction and he held his breath pushing himself even further against the wall determined to slink into the shadows and not be seen the creature started coming towards him, and he backed away very slowly, trying to make as little noise as possible, hoping that the creature hadn't actually seen him, but just was trying to investigate a vague noise it may have heard. It soon reached the opening of the tunnel that he was pressed against, and he knew it was only a matter of time before it saw him. He looked around, trying to figure out what to do next. What his next move would be. He was pretty sure he was about to get caught. There was a rock on the ground. And in movies, he'd seen them constantly pick it up and throw it to, to throw the sound to a different direction, but he realized that that wasn't an option, because the only places he could throw it were at the creature, which wouldn't help him, because then the creature would follow the path of the rock to him, or farther down the tunnel, which would draw the creature past him. He realized he was kind of screwed. He... Unsure of what else to do, though, picked up the rock, if for nothing else, some sort of safety measure. Maybe once it saw him, he could throw the rock at it and run. He'd never seen creatures like this before. It clearly wasn't human. He might have thought maybe a goblin or something, but he wasn't sure, and he hoped not, because the goblin stories he had read included that they had a taste for small children and he had not yet hit five feet so he was very very worried about where this might lead 
He tried to just slowly back away, keeping his back pressed against the wall as much as possible, as quiet as possible, as pressed into the shadows as he could get. And then... It was too late, though. The goblin, at least that's what he thought it was, had found him. And it stared at him for a long second before snatching his wrist as he tried to just make a dash for it. And then he said, Okay, kid, where are you going? Come on. Come on. Nope, nope. Nuh uh. Mm -mm. Come on. And the goblin dragged the kid, uh, Timothy, back into the, into the main room. And then uh, snapped his fingers, pointed at his neck, and then his voice immediately sounded louder and booming and echoing across the entire cave. And he said, I got another one here. They keep falling in. It's ridiculous. This is getting absolutely ridiculous. And um, after about two minutes, uh, a taller-looking goblin wearing half-rim glasses and a, um, a robe comes over and and, and he, he came over and, and he, he looked at looked at the uh, the boy and went how vexing another one falls down this is getting to be a problem we do not have the resources to keep maintaining these children how do we send them away this is they're also not good laborers we found we thought we could make them this is uh, boy you how are you at labor? Do you think you could manage working until we figure out how to get you up, or what? Timothy, thinking that his only option was to say yes, because if he said no, they would eat him, immediately nodded vigorously. I, I could do labor. Yeah, labor sounds great. La labor, I'm all for, I love labor. Sign me up for labor. All right, so uh, you want me to just take him onto the floor, or what? I, I can bring him out. I mean, he looks small, but like maybe he can, I don't know. Whoa, whoa, here, all right, kid, come here. And and the uh, the first goblin hands uh, Timothy a, a small pickaxe, and then he says, okay, I want you to get the smaller pieces stuck in the wall. I just want you to chip around them nice and light. I don't want you to ruin the gold. Just nice and light. Tap, 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 tap. When you think it looks all nice and cracked, you're going to use this. This is called a mallet. You're going to smack that, and that's going to fall away, and you're just going to keep going like that, and uh, you just do as much as you can. We're work on a way of getting you back up because you really shouldn't be in a mine. It's not good. Also, it's kind of our mine, you know? Just not for nothing. It's kind of our mine. Anyway, uh, there's a bunch of other kids. So if you go through this, and, he, and, 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 and the goblin points toward this tunnel, toward the very, very, all the way across the big open room toward the back, which weaves around and goes to this other room, this open area. All the other kids are around there. There's like a campfire in there and whatever. They're, they're chilling around there. We, we don't know what to do with you. We don't really hang out with humans. We're not babysitters. We're, we're laborers. This is our labor camp. You know what I mean? Like, this is just not the right... There's no daycare facilities here, so we don't know how to deal with you. But if, if you work, that's great. We'll, get, we'll pay you. Well, obviously, we'll pay you for your labor. What do you... What do you want? Like, what's your... Can I do, like, silver? Do you take silver? Will you take silver coins? Does that work? Sure, sure. Yeah, uh, silver's fine. All right, so I'm just going to need you to sign here. And he hands three pieces of paper uh, to Timothy with uh, a, a pen and, and says, These are just labor contracts, standard shit. You're just going to sign your name. Uh, and that, that means I can pay you at the end of the day. You get paid after eight hours of labor. It's, you get a, a one-hour break in the middle. You can take it whenever, but... Take it in the middle. It just looks better. And uh, good luck. And he and he hands him everything and says, "Just uh, those papers. Put those over on that table where that nice looking uh, uh, goblin is with the with the droopy ears. He'll take care of the uh, paperwork. And then you're just gonna go back to the. This is your zone. And he points to this little like area. This is your zone. You're just gonna come back here and work. And then that goblin traipses away and starts yelling at some other goblin who's carrying a load of gold the wrong direction. Timothy shakily signed the forms and brought them to the quote-unquote nice goblin before asking a little unsure if uh, the, asking the nice goblin a little unsurely uh, what 
goblins ate. He wanted to see what the answer would be. Just, just, just to know if he was in any danger of being eaten. It didn't sound like the labor contract he signed was going to put him at risk of uh, being devoured, but he wanted to just make sure he was not on the menu and felt that this was doing proper due diligence. The nice goblin with the droopy ears gave him a flat look before saying, What do you mean, what do we eat, kid? You worried we're going to eat you? We don't want to eat you. No meat on those bones. But, but, but all the stories say that goblins like eating children, right? Yeah. Y you ever fact check those stories? It's well, a lot of I... fake news propaganda against the goblin community. You never do uh, your research. This is why kids are stupid and belong in the I... labor mines doing the. But, but how? No, but how would I do? Re how, we don't really. How? I mean, I didn't even know y'all were real. Until, like, now. And that's the problem. You never believe things that you can't see. You humans are very stubborn and close-minded, and you think that all goblins eat people. It's a problem. You need to get on that. you, you okay. gotta got to be better about it. But, but, but then what do you eat if you don't eat kids? Gold. Oh, you eat the gold? Why do you think we're mining so much of it? We got a lot what? of mouths to feed. Money. That's what the silver's for. But, okay, wait, I have an idea. Do you have to eat gold, or is there other stuff you can eat? Because um, in my, if, if you figure out a way to get me back up there, gold is really important there, and then we could give you, in return for gold, like, whatever food you wanted, right? Right? I don't know what food you're talking about. Let me see, what else do we eat? We eat gold, we eat some other rocks, although gold's the tastiest. Uh, like gems, right? Like other gems? Sure. We don't really come across many of them. It's mostly gold. Well, um, we have some up, up there. We have, like, a fair amount of stuff. Potatoes are okay. You know, root. Potatoes? Root vegetables. Wait, the, yeah, the vegetable? you guys pull them up through the ground. We pull them down through the ground. It's a different method of farming, but it still works. Oh. Oh, so you have plenty of potatoes. Yeah. Okay. Well, what about meat? Do you like 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 deer and and cow and? We never tried deer and cow. All right. We live in sure. a. Where do you see here? Oh, no, 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 deer no, no. I, or I cow? Get, okay, no, but I, I totally understand. Let me. What if we sent you some of that as a sample, and if y'all like it and it's like cool, we could do a trade. You could send us some of your gold and eat some of your gold, and we could send you some of our foods, and you can eat some of our foods, and if you like it, trade. Because gold's very valuable. So all I'm trying to say is that you'd get a lot of food for gold. Like, a lot of food. Kid, like how so old much. are you? I'm um, in fifth grade. You're in fifth grade? Yeah. So that makes you what? 11. 27. Right? What? 27? Goblin no. years and human years work different. Uh, I'm 11 human years. What is that in goblin years? 27. I'm 27? So wait, wait. That's why wait. you're allowed on the he, mind floor. He, wait, <laughs> Tim, Timothy lowers his voice and looks around before he leans in to the nice goblin and asks, Does that mean I'm, like, allowed to drink here? Trust me, kid. You don't want to drink what we drink. Oh. Why? Do you drink pee? No, we don't drink. What? What's wrong with you? See, this is the problem with humans. You think that all goblins drink pee and, and eat then, and humans. Then, and as the night, as the nice goblin raises his voice, a goblin walking behind just turns and goes, "He thinks we eat pee." Yeah. No, he thinks we eat kids and drink pee. Oh my god. And he starts laughing and he walks away. He's like, guys, guys, get a load of this. This kid over here thinks we eat kids and drink pee. It's amazing. It's priceless. Oh, they're so stupid. And he, and he keeps walking. Okay, sorry about that. That was a dumb question. I get it. But no, but yeah, I'm. so I guess I'm 27 and I'm 11. I think it's a good idea, right? Like, we could, we could, like, each trade each other. That's what we do in my grade, okay? Let, look, let me explain how it works. There's a day called T-shirt day. It's very important. 
and we get to bring in t-shirts and trade each other clothes so like if someone has a cooler t-shirt we can trade like a hat and another less cool t-shirt and then we'll get their cool t-shirt and it's the same thing you trade your gold and we'll give you food it's just not t-shirts but but they're both cool you got a lot of t-shirts we got tons of t-shirts bro tons okay, of t-shirts okay we give you some rocks you give us some t-shirts wait this uh, for real i'm i i can give you i right now can give you any and he turns around and unzips his backpack and takes out one of his like backup t-shirts that he has in his backpack and he's like i have t-shirts right here like we have t-shirts if you want t-shirts we have t-shirts get a load of this kid he's got a lot of t-shirts every goblin stops and turns to face uh the nice goblin and now timothy because he's been gestured at did you say t-shirts yeah t-shirts this kid, he's got t-shirts? This kid's got t-shirts. Yo, hook us up. What are you doing? Huh? Wait, you yeah. guys really like t-shirts? Why do you like t-shirts so much? You seen them? They got the funny slogans. They cover your your body. You can use them as a rag. You can use them as a, a basket to hold a little a little sack to hold your, your gold. You can use it as a pillow. You can use it as a blanket. You can use it as a towel. T-shirts have a lot of utility. You humans aren't using t-shirts right if you think it's easy trading. Let me ask you, have you ever heard of Spencer's Gifts? What the fuck is Spencer's Gift? Oh, it'll change your life. They have the funniest t-shirts. All right, kid. We get you back up there. Mm -hmm. You come back down with a buttload of t-shirts. We give you a buttload of gold. Uh, yeah, yeah, yes, yes. Uh, how do we and get back up And take the rest there? of them kids while you we're working on it. In the meantime, you go get on your shift. Oh, crap. Okay. <laughs> Will do. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and Timothy turns and, uh, with, with both... Confidence and excitement and also glum trepidation tra uh, tr slowly trudges toward his zone with his pickaxe and his mallet in hand. To be continued. Yes! Yes! <laughs> this is the first to be continued I'm so on board with. <laughs> Dude, that was so good! <laughs> the stump nugget is, is a fucking goblin Masterpiece. mine. A goblin mine. And the goblin... Why are they into t-shirts? Can we talk about the t-shirts? How does that get... I mean, I love that it's Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy with a, with a hand towel. But, like... But, like... But, like... Specific... Okay, so... Okay. The way I see it, they're down yeah. there. They don't really yeah. have any sort of... Unclothed. Clothing. I imagine them yeah. as naked. Yeah, I imagine like them clothing as naked. byproduct. They don't have it. So... Can I tell you what I was picturing? It's it's a naked goblin, basically like a normal-ass, just unclothed goblin, with a hard hat. Yeah. And tools. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like... But they met these kids who kept falling in and seeing that they have these t-shirts. Yeah, a lot of t-shirts, yeah. And it's like cold down there because it's, you know, the mines and it's drafty. And and it's like, and there's a lot of utility to a t-shirt, you know, that right now they're carrying armfuls of rocks, but you fill a t-shirt with I, it and like hold actually, off the holes. <laughs> I love the idea that we, we should have done now knowing and what I would have done had we known what t-shirts was going to become um this is almost like uh like talking stories like we're talking titles <laughs> where we're like where we're like unpacking the podcast in the podcast yeah um, what, it, what I would have done knowing that t-shirts are going to be such a thing is like sporadically place like a few right like there's one dirty ass looking grimy t-shirt hanging on like a clothesline outside of a tent and there's one that's being used as a sack well okay like no but it could still be a thing because at the moment we've only seen the the main mining cavern like that's true he hasn't that's gone true. to like the goblin like camping lair. compound lair or whatever so that's maybe true. that's where you have the t-shirts like <laughs> framed <laughs> you have a framed t-shirt wait i love that that you walk into the like mining foreman's office and it's just like three framed t-shirts behind him that have virtually no relation to each other but like they're kind of one of them boys. definitely has like a bigfoot on it <laughs> it's like i saw bigfoot and i saw bigfoot yeah and i saw bigfoot now that was this lousy t-shirt and he took that and he's like yeah, that one's great i gotta show that to carl sometime <laughs> carl being bigfoot bigfoot yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's so good um he has he has one of those uh one of those um 
uh, shirts that says I heart butts, but then it shows the like one of those like butts that goes out over the uh, the ocean, and it's like, like yeah, a, like it's a, like a like geology a joke I, or whatever. Like a, like. Yeah, it's a geology <laughs> joke, and he he's like, I love that. That's that's hilarious. And then he has the um, uh, I heart. I think he has to have an I heart New York. I think so. Yeah, and he doesn't That's, get what New York is. <laughs> he doesn't. He has no idea what NY is. He just sees I heart NY, and he's like, "I love the design. It's it's <laughs> genius design work." Like, simplistic gets to the point. <laughs> like, it's simplistic. It gets to the point. It's it's really minimalist art. Like, I mean, think about it. It's a white shirt with just black graphic with the heart. But just genius. <laughs> <laughs> It is like it is like the pinnacle of culture for them is t-shirts. It, yeah, <laughs> t-shirts are like a big deal. It's like it's not just an, a utility. Like some t-shirts are regarded as like museum piece worthy. Yeah, yeah, t-shirts. t-shirts. Yeah, right. So in this kid, that's why Ari. Honestly, I'm so glad you carried it on because part of me wanted the joke to be. Have you heard of Spencer's gifts? The end. Because <laughs> that would have been like that would have been like hilarious for the goblin to be like what. The end, right? And it's yeah. like now the goblins' lives are changed forever, and we don't really address how they get back up there. But now this is an ongoing saga of how do the goblins get the kids back up the stump nugget? But also, in the meantime, I feel like once Timothy's done with his first shift, he's gonna go back to the kids and be like, guys, 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 work. We're gonna have it set. <laughs> they love t-shirts. We got this shit. We just gotta, like, survive. So we just gotta huddle together and make it. And they're like, but they're gonna eat us. No, they're not gonna eat us. They don't, they don't eat us. They eat potatoes. They eat potatoes and gold. They want potatoes, gold, and t-shirts. And they want t-shirts more than the other two. And that's, like, so easy. Dude, like, we could... Okay, okay. We could make those on custom ink. <laughs> like, like... <laughs> like, think of, think of the first time that Timothy's gonna drop that nugget. Be like... All right, so I haven't told you about this, but here's the good stuff. You can actually <laughs> custom make any T-shirt you want. And Blows then, and the, then he starts taking requests. Takes a request, like extra fee for it. This kid, another capitalism story ruins children. I love our <laughs> themes today. Um, okay. No, but that one was great. <laughs> that was great. Ari, we did it. We have a good story. We have a good how story. Many, how many like, episodes did it take? Nine. Nine. <laughs> that was like our Mona Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that was our Mona Lisa. No, because here's the thing. We had some really good ones, but Ma- they were always on an episode that we, like, that I usually fucked up recording. So yeah, that's true. We lost everything. First, this, is, like, this isn't the Mona Lisa, though, because here's what Mo- here's what the Mona Lisa. Our Mona Lisa is Muggly Muggins made a new mug. The first. The one that no one heard. <laughs> the one that no one heard? That was the best thing we've ever fucking done. We were locked on the same page the whole time. It was that one? No, no, no. The, the, our Mona Lisa was uh, Fred met Ned instead of Ted. Oh, my God. Yes. Dude, that one was even better. That but was our so Muggly good. Muggins was also like our, a, a piece de resistance. This one, though, this was different. This one wasn't we were locked in the whole time. Because that's yeah. what those two stories were. This one was... Where is he taking this? Okay, where is she taking this? Oh, it's good. Good. That's what I wanted too. Where is it? Oh, good. That's what I wanted too. It yeah. wasn't that we were on the same page. It was that we were making the same calls. And it was surprise. Like each time we did it, we're like, yes, yes, good. Thank you. Yes. Go there. Go there. <laughs> go more there. I want to go there too. Let's go there. It was, that was good. good. That was a that was a good story. Oh my yeah. god. All right. I want to know got, what happens next. Yeah, we got we got uh, one decent one and one good one out of that. All right, right. Yeah, right. To, we got the forward to that story. Yeah, we um, got the forward to a time <laughs> once upon. Um. Okay. Write that down just so we have a, a, a vague memory of the of the uh, continue continuation point. Okay. You realize I have to hold this. <laughs> <sighs> okay. <laughs> um. Uh, Stump Nugget. Okay, here's a good note. Stump Nugget T-shirt goblins. <laughs> Eagles T-shirt goblins. <laughs> Ari, can I tell you what the very first initial thought I had was going to be? It was that what? when he got... I always wanted it to be a goblin mine, but when he got there, the goblins were actually the kids, and they had turned into slowly goblins. But ah. I love I love the direction we went instead. Because these goblins to the goblins, like imagine if we went back and did a a stump nugget down the stump nugget um from the goblin perspective and it's like everything was normal, the mind was operating normally until one day 
on the like 533rd year of 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 uh, of Tiger Eye or or Tumblestone or whatever. <laughs> or, or whatever. They they you know, they're fucking, you know, doing their normal business and then they hear a scream and a thud and they're like, "What the actual fuck?" So they go check it out and it's this kid and they're like, "Oh god damn it. What is this? Why is it here?" And then they're like, well, can you work? And it's like, no. And they're like, okay, well, then just go in the back there and we'll, like, slowly feed you. <laughs> I also like the idea that, like, the only thing they have really to feed the kids is, like, potatoes and a couple other root vegetables. So, like, the kids have been consisting pretty much on a plate each night. That consists of, like, of potato and carrot. <laughs> potatoes, carrots, and a small gold fleck. Cause they're like, I don't know what they eat, so they're just they're just putting their food out. They're like, yeah. I hope you eat some of this. And the kids are like, we're like, some of the kids are like a little malnourished now. Like, it's not yeah. great, but it's but not like, a good situation. But it's but also not trying. the goblins' fault. Yeah, <laughs> like they just don't know. They're like, I've never interacted with a, a, humans. Yeah, humans, and and this is also not like the part of goblin society that you really necessarily want. Like, you wouldn't have goblin kids here. This isn't, like... Yeah, this is a mine. This is a mine. <laughs> These are, like, construction workers trying to take care of a bunch of human kids. It's not, like, the greatest environment for them to be in in the first place. place. So, they're, and yeah. so they're, like... <laughs> no, it's good. Well, that was uh, pretty surprising. Remember that time that you wanted episode 9 to be good? It worked. We managed. <laughs> we did it. Um, all right. So uh, if I recall, we do something like um, something like uh, this. Those were Those... stories. Yeah, it's you first. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Totally understand now. Those were stories. These are titles. And this is a podcast. So dry your tears, everyone. We'll be back next time. I mean, yeah, we, that was... There we go. Yeah. Yeah. What's the name of this episode? <laughs> uh... You, you, you clicked stop record? You want me to play the intro? Or... <laughs> <laughs>